Hi everyone, welcome to Baby Steps Nutrition, a podcast that focuses on nutrition, health, and wellness for families of children of all ages and stages. I'm your host, Argavon Neil Forouge, a pediatric dietitian and mom of two young children. My goal is to bring you impactful information that you can apply every day in a simplified, practical form to make life easier. Now let's get into today's conversation. Today we are embarking on a path toward inner balance and well-being, delving into the fascinating world of chakra healing. Today's guest is Amari Lowe. She has been practicing massage therapy for three years. She studies energy work and the power of crystals. For the last two years, she has been lucky enough to combine two healing modalities. She is passionate about to inspire continued healing and spread the love with whomever she works with. Hi, Amari. A warmest welcome to you on the podcast. Hello. As you know, it's my absolute pleasure. I'm truly impressed and amazed by the profound impact you've had on your clients. So I can't wait to speak with you. I'm excited too. I'd love for you to share your story of what motivated you in the first place to explore chakra healing. Um, I think that generally people who've uh, embarked on a more spiritual path can say that there was something huge that happened in their life that led them here. Um, And for me, unfortunately, it was kind of a, a tragedy. I was in a really abusive relationship. And um, after kind of breaking free from that, well, not kind of, I did break free from that. The crystals were the thing that was right there. Um, And for further context, breaking free from that, I was right in the pandemic. So I had had to sit there and think about what I had been through and how I was going to recover and how I was going to move forward. And like I said, I was lucky enough to have a person who kind of handed me my first crystal and I started learning about it, instantly fell in love with it. And just, I had to keep learning. I had to keep learning about the chakra system and how these things can help me heal from what I had been through. Wow. And with learning, as we know, it's a journey, but do you feel like, or can you recount if there was a single pivotal moment where you were like, you know what, I wholeheartedly believe in the effectiveness of crystals and and the chakras and the auras and everything that's related? Um, Of a specific moment, it was definitely a journey and a building. I think a specific moment would be when I was in massage therapy school. Um, I was lucky enough to have a teacher who's a Reiki master, and he introduced the power of healing energy or healing, yeah, healing energy to me. Um, and kind of got me started on a, on a Reiki related path. And there was one other girl in school that I just connected with really well and being able to not only see and feel and hear the things that were going on in her internally, but like discuss them after was, that was the pivotal moment for me. Yeah. I was just, I was just really able to see and feel and hear everything that was going on with her internally, having that conversation, how powerful it was, and then to trade places with her and her be able to do the same thing for me. And I remember just crying and crying and crying after doing that with her and then switching places. It was absolutely powerful. absolutely believed in the effectiveness and the potency and the 
realness of it. And I'd imagine anyone who would be drawn to this kind of work would be someone who is a deep feeler, who is an observer, who's highly sensitive, who's very aware of the world around them. Would you say that would be the case or other qualities and characteristics? Yes, as well as just having an open heart because some people are sensitive and big feelers, but don't necessarily have an open heart. And, and to a, a certain level of detachment from where they're headed or where they're going to go or what they're going to do next. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that you started delving deep into the chakra healing practices and then you went to massage school. Yes. What inspired you to connect the two, the massage therapy with the chakra healing practices? Um, it was my teacher, him him being a Reiki healer and opening my mind to the possibility. It, it truly had never crossed my mind until I saw him do it. And I said, so it is possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's beautiful. And did, you, did he practice on you and you felt in that moment, this really works and I feel differently? Um, he didn't necessarily practice on me. We just had very in-depth conversations and he kind of guided me through what I was feeling with others and, and gave it vocabulary and gave it, gave it sense kind of, um, he, he definitely was more of a guide, more of a coach through all of these things. That's amazing. And for someone like me, I make sense of the world with science. And so I was thinking about chakras and I know there's a science behind it. It's about the nervous system. It's about, you know, the book, the body keeps the score and we really contain all of our conditioning, our past experiences, our childhood, our lived experiences in our bodies. And I'd imagine there's a strong connection between the chakras and everything that we store in our mind and our bodies. Can you explain the concept of chakras and how it relates to this concept of well-being? Yeah, so I don't know if um, you or your listeners have heard of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, but if we were going to relate it to more of a psychology kind of lens of it, that would be the the easiest thing and the closest thing to compare it to, right? So. if you if you go back into a more specific pra- practice, there's or specific and ancient practice, there's hundreds and hundreds of chakras in the body, hundreds and hundreds of energy centers in the body that all work together to make you be you. Um, but the way that I have learned, the way that I practice, and the way that I map out the body is there are seven main ones that are just straight up your spine. The chakras are basically energy wheels that all relate to you existing in this human experience. And I relate it to the Maslow's hierarchy of needs because it does start with being connected to the earth and feeling safe and intrinsic trust of where you are and who you are and the ability to keep yourself safe or to trust others to help you be safe. Um, And that is the first thing that you need before you can get to, say, the next level of connecting with other people or connecting with your passions or um, connecting with the divine or anything outside of yourself. So it's it starts there. And then and then you 
you know, suffering is given in this life. So you're seeking out pleasure. We move up to the sacral chakra, um, your creative flow. Um, what do you, what do you enjoy? What makes you smile? What makes you laugh? And having those things can lead you to having the confidence to seek them out, the confidence to have a path, the confidence to have a purpose, um, to feel joy, to feel happiness. And you'll go up the pyramid of the Maslow's hierarchy of needs as you would go up the chakra centers um, to you know your heart, loving yourself, loving others, loving your parents, your children, um, loving your life. Um, and, and abundance as well, bringing abundance into your life and giving it to others, recognizing when you have abundance and being willing to give it to others. All of these things work together to essentially help you perform your best. These are, these are, and these are centers of potential and they all work together to make you happy. The one thing that the body always wants to do is balance out and heal. Um, so that's what they're there for. And like I said, you just keep building, keep building up connection to something bigger than yourself, which could be the other people in the world. They could be um, the universe, God, whatever you're, whatever, whatever you connect to, whatever word comes up when you think of what is the unseen, all powerful force that wants you to be happy at the end of the day. Um, and that's where in the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, we would call that self-actualization. All of these things are important to, for you to survive and not just survive, but thrive. Mm, I love that. And when you're not able to do those things that you mentioned, would it be because of a blocked or imbalanced chakra? And how do those affect a person's ability to function and feel good day to day? Yeah, they're... I do like comparing it to the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, but I also don't because um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs is very linear and very structured. But when you're thinking about the chakras, everything is connected and everything depends on the next thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, when you dive into this practice, people will tell you start at the root and go up, but it's not necessarily true. And part of the reason why it's so great to connect with other people on this earth and always know that there's something to learn from another person is someone else has the strengths that you don't. So um, like you said, the body keeps the score. We go through these things in our life. And so we might struggle a little bit more with the heart chakra, but our root chakra is super strong. We feel really safe and connected to the earth and we're action oriented and all these other things. Or because of what we've been through, um, our solar plexus is super strong, super active. We're very happy, very joyful, but we don't have a faith in something outside of ourself or um, even our higher self to guide us or to teach us or all these things. Um, so I, I don't necessarily like referring to, and this is just me, this is not how uh, every practitioner would feel, um, but I don't necessarily like referring to them as blocked mm-hmm. um, because they're there for you always. You just, I, I feel like imbalance is, is a much better word. Um, things can be overactive or underactive because they're trying to, like I said, seek balance for something else that might be overutilized or underutilized within yourself. All, all of these, all of these aspects of you are always there. Does that, does that answer the question? I'm sorry. It does. And it, and I was thinking the word block is like obstacle and it's something you have to overcome, but you're right. When we rephrase it in our mind and we think of it as an imbalance, then we're more in tune with what is my body telling me right now? 
And yeah, what is like it that where, I need to pay attention to versus right, conquering something? Yeah. Um, I know one of the things that make your work profound is the before and after. I've seen people before your session and I've seen people come out of it. And there is this lightness, this glow to them. So I know it's not just a massage. And they've told me it really is a transformative experience. When a client walks into your space, how do you assess them before? And then what do you see after? Like I said, approaching things with an open heart and a sense of detachment. Um, I am not, I guess, yes, people would refer to me as a healer, but I'm more facilitating the opportunity for you to believe you can heal. And I actually just explained this to someone that I had worked with recently. Like when I do my energy work, I'm not necessarily manipulating anything. Um, I'm more opening my heart and opening my eyes and opening my mind to understand. And understanding is love and love is healing and transform and transformation, transformative, sorry. Um, so when I first intake a client, because everything I do is massage based, I don't ever do energy work without the massage involved. Mm-hmm. So they're doing the normal intake form that you would do um, at the beginning of any massage. And from that moment, I am, I am paying attention to you. I'm making sure that you feel on a subconscious level that you're the most important thing to me for the next, you know, hour and a half or however long it may be. Um, Everything, everything is important. And it's just like, it's wonderful to get to jump into love like that. Like how you walk is important to me. What you have to say is important to me. When I ask you how you are, the cadence, the words that you use, the things that you're thinking about, all of these are important to me. Um, And because I've been doing it for a little while now, a lot of these things are a little bit unconscious, um, but it's it's all adding to the map of your body, your spirit, your physical body, and your emotional body that I'll later pay a lot of attention to. Um, and like you said, the body keeps the score. Any imbalances that you're having spiritually will unfortunately show up physically as well. So mm-hmm. I get to be really acquainted with you on a muscular level first. Um, and, and that's very deep. I'm like essentially in your nervous system for an hour before we look at your spiritual body. So I'm just, I, I, I get to understand on so many levels. Um, I get to see, you know, your personality. How do you approach me when I'm completely open to who you are and what you're dealing with on, on any level? Um, and I think that most of the people who are drawn to energy work in general are also very open and also very forthcoming with, you know, their vulnerabilities. And mm-hmm. I love that. It's beautiful. So sorry to make a long story short, um, I'm ready to understand and I'm ready to love you where you are. And how can I be the, the reflection of love that you deserve to feel about yourself? so that you're inspired to continue loving yourself, understanding yourself, um, drawing the map of your soul and, and loving it and enjoying it and living in that completely. Wow. And so when someone walks into the space, what I know it probably looks a little bit different for each person, depending on their openness, like you talked about and where they are at that point. But 
Typically, what does the session look like? Are there questions at the beginning? Are there questions throughout? Is it conversational? Is it more quiet time and time to reflect and then a discussion afterwards? Yes, it is quiet time. <laughs> it is absolutely quiet time. I am not a massage therapist who likes to talk very much. Mm-hmm. Um, in our conversation at the beginning, it I I I let the the person coming to me direct the conversation. So I will introduce myself. I'll make sure that they know exactly what they're getting themselves into because some people don't. Mm-hmm. And um, I say, "How are you?" and I listen and I give them enough time to say everything that's going on. And some people will jump straight into, well, my shoulders really hurt and my back really hurts and I've just been traveling so much. And some people will jump into, well, I've got two little ones right now and that's what I'm dealing with. And some people will jump into, you know, I just suffered this tragedy in my life and whatever it is, I I do not take for granted how much people are willing to be completely honest with me when I ask them that question. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that is just that is just a gift. That is just something that I celebrate that just asking the question, how are you, leads to such a specific story in their life and wherever mm-hmm. they are. Um, so that is that is where the conversation is. Of course, we're talking about how they feel physically and any kind of ailments they have, any recent surgeries and sprains and things like that. But that's just because it's a massage based practice. As far as energy work, I don't, I don't talk about anything that they haven't already offered. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it usually is mostly focused on the physical body. And then afterwards is when I tell them what I saw, what I felt, what I think would benefit them, which crystal I feel they should focus on the most in the coming months or coming days. Um, how to use them if, mm-hmm. if they don't already know. And that's it. That's so cool. I mean, my kids were even so fascinated by the crystals that they found in my husband's backpack. So we had a little bit of a discussion around that. Amari, I'm sure if there are countless stories, but ones that stick out most for you, the most remarkable, profound transformation. So what you've seen before a session and then what stemmed from the end of the session and the conversation. I had a lady recently that has really been on my mind a lot because before coming in, I could tell she was relaxed, but still had um, some things she needed to get clarity on, we'll say. And throughout the session, it was very lighthearted and beautiful like the sun. Mm-hmm. and it it just continued to shine through throughout the entire massage like it was just it was just like she's this big sun and so my main advice to her once we stepped outside and started to talk about things was like you you are like the sun you're giving light to all these people in your life and sometimes you should try to sit with yourself and see how you can you are, you can feed yourself just by spending time with yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, And because of all the light that you've given to other people, don't doubt the support system that you have. They'll listen to you when you say what you need. If you need to be by yourself, if you need to 
remind yourself of how powerful and how much of a light you are. And I was just, just watching her like get emotional and be like, yeah, I really, I really do need to prioritize saying nice things to myself, um, ignoring myself, but like her strength was how warm she was and how much she shines and how much she has to offer to other people. Um, but I could just see her like sitting in a room by herself, like looking in the mirror and saying all these positive things and doing these cute little things that she enjoys. And I was like, you know, I'm, as I had said previously or said yesterday, I always want people to feel like gratitude to themselves for taking the time to have some self-care. And so just, I feel like watching her feel understood um, in that time, it like, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. The relief to, that was on her face um, to be like, okay, so it is okay for me to say that I want to be by myself. Like, I love being here for you guys. I love making you guys laugh and making you guys smile and making you feel motivated, but I'm, I gotta be by myself. I think that, you know, that extrovert introvert balance yes. <laughs> was probably something she was really struggling with. So, um, like I said, I've, I felt like she felt really understood and, and I could feel the shift, the relief, the relief in my own heart to watch her hear me say these things. And especially like the words of affirmation being so, so important for her. I don't know necessarily if she is, she is supporting people by just existing because some of us are like that, or if she is very forthcoming with the nice things that she says to other people and, and it's affirming for them and it's validating for them. But I was like, you need that from you. Just, just, you know, it doesn't have to be uh, grandiose or super spiritual or anything like that. Sometimes you just need to sit outside with a cup of whatever you enjoy and do that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And And I feel so many people live in this world as shock absorbers. So they take in everybody's energy and problems and stress and negative energy and they just take it in take it in and and i understand why people are the way they are when they're like that but i think the profound work is when they enter in a space like yours when they're able to release all that and actually take that first step and say you know what i'm worth more than that and i my role is more than just being there for someone else how can i be there for myself yeah and that is especially important for women. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, again, going back to the body keeps the score. So many people live with chronic conditions, autoimmune, cancer. You know, we've seen with men, it's typically the sudden heart attacks. And so there is something going on where the body just keeps and keeps and keeps. And if there's no form of release, and it's not one time, but of course, this one time can also be very transformative. And once you realize, wow, so much of the weight that I've been carrying around has been lifted and I really need to do this more often, there's so much beauty in that. Yes. I definitely want to inspire continued healing. Yes. And I love conversations like this because of that. Um, Have you noticed yourself, are there themes or patterns or things that keep coming up over and over again, both in your journey or what you've seen with your clients that you feel are particularly meaningful? Patience, Mm. patience, 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 patience. Um, Especially for me, that's 
notoriously impatient um, because I can already see what I want to happen or what I expect to happen or what should happen or where things should go. And sometimes I I have a hard time understanding why we're not already there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it comes up for me very often. Um, but to make it more specific to what comes up in others a lot of the time is like, love yourself enough to take your time. Mm. Trust others enough to do things right on time. Trust, have faith that you're going to be guided into the right thing at the right time. Um, everything really does happen for a reason. Everything really does happen for a reason. And it happens when it's supposed to happen. And I think that we're in a society right now where everything is instantaneous. Like anything that you want, if you see it online, you can have it the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, of and, you know, we're constantly stimulated by a thousand things every single day, especially those that live in busier cities. So it doesn't make sense to, you know, want to snap your fingers, chop, chop, let's make it happen. Why isn't it happening? But that adds to the stress that you're keeping in your body. Just slow down and breathe. Love yourself enough to slow down. Love yourself enough to take 10 minutes and say, right now there are no problems. Um, so it's okay. And love yourself enough to say, everything that I deserve will happen right when it's supposed to happen. Nothing that's nothing that's actually meant to be in my life will pass me by or anything like that. I'm not missing out on anything. Um, and love yourself enough to take the steps towards whatever it is that you want. And if it's baby steps, if it's one step at a time, that's okay. Um, I've been seeing a lot of posts recently about how slow progress is still progress, mm-hmm. you know? So I think um, that's that's something that a lot of people in the world need to hear. Like, you're okay and it's okay. And good things are meant to happen. And when good things happen, you should say, that just makes sense. <laughs> that just yeah. makes sense. And and they will happen. You know? and, and it goes back to your original point about keeping an open mind and heart because that's something I really, in this new decade of my life that I'm in, I always loved connecting with people, talking with people, but I really understood this word serendipity. And I, it's one thing to say things happen and you meet people by chance, but you also, I feel like when you're open to it, mind and body and heart, you get to have these amazing connections with people because you're looking up and you're looking for those connections and you're taking the time to get to know someone. So for me, that's been such a gift when I've been really able to do that because I've connected with so many amazing people. I mean, that's how you and I are here. But I've really let myself be open to those and let people get to know me and me getting to know them and having those connections on a deeper level which for me have been transformative in my own journey. Yeah, we we all deserve that. Um the, that that relates to the open heart and it also um relates back to the attachment, you know, love people today. Like you don't know you can't control what the outcome is going to be or what's going to happen tomorrow or how things are necessarily going to go. So trust that right now it is okay. <laughs> right. Um, and that's, and that's perfect. And that's good enough, you know? 
Love that. And then also just trusting yourself enough that when issues do arise and when you face these things, you can handle it. And where can you fall back, right? Yeah. I think that's really key. Yeah. So all of this faith in yourself completely relates back to every single part of your chakra system, all seven of them. Um, so like I said, it's nothing is linear and whatever chakra you're drawn to work on or focus on, that's the one that you should focus on um, because they're all compensating to help each other and work together to make you you and make you the best you. Um, and this this is how you do these things, to have patience with yourself, patience with others, patience with the earth, and patience with the universe. <laughs> it's all very connected and important and goes right back to that. Love that. And for those that are listening who would like to dive deeper into the seven different chakras and the inner work and how all of those relate, what resources do you recommend? I do have a book called The Chakra Handbook. The Chakra Handbook by Shangru... No, just kidding. By Shalia Sharaman. Okay. Um, it's... S-H-A-L-I-L-A Sharaman. And it is super comprehensive. It is very realistic. It tells you about the history of things, how each chakra spins, um, how they interact with your overall energy, your masculine and feminine energy, how it relates to your childhood, what you can do to balance it or give it love or give it attention because you do have to, I, I don't, you know, you do have to give love to each of these. It's like you're pouring into each aspect of yourself. So that that book is really helpful. And then it's hard to say because everyone starts in a different place. So if you're starting with energy work, Google the questions that you have and don't mm-hmm. click on the first link that you see. <laughs> you know, open up your open up your heart and open up your mind and scroll and see, you know, what what link are you really drawn to? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're starting with crystals, go into a crystal store that has really good reviews or is maybe, you know, a little bit less popular mm-hmm. and see what you're drawn to and start there. Um, and the colors of what crystals you're really drawn to will tell you which chakras you probably need to pay attention to. And it doesn't necessarily mean that those are weak areas for you. It might mean that those are strong areas for you and you should celebrate that within yourself and your gratitude. So I feel like for work like this, your best source is yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, just just start. Start asking questions. See what aspects of these things are interested are inter- are interesting you. But if I was to recommend a book, it's called The Chakra Handbook. Love it. And, and it's I'll like include that $8 in the show on Amazon. <laughs> awesome. For sure. I'll include that link. Um, Amari, for those who want to do the inner work, but it's very scary, right? It's very vulnerable. And you need really courage to be able to take that first step towards. I feel the first step is always awareness. Now, doing the work is always harder and it's a journey. But to get to that first step requires a lot of different components. What is your advice for people who would like to embark on this inner work journey but feel scared or they feel there are obstacles or they're ready but they're not ready? Like I uh, referenced earlier uh, in massage therapy school, there was another person there my age 
who was interested in the same thing. If at all possible, see if there's someone in your life, maybe a sibling, maybe a friend, maybe a coworker, or maybe someone that you already know is is on this path or is interested in this path and start talking to them and say, you know, my mind has been open to this kind of journey, this kind of path, this kind of self-love. I'm alone in it. And connect with them over that feeling Um, because you're not alone in it. Um, I think that it's, it's very brave to even think to have this kind of desire to know self and love self and understand self and spend time with self. Um, That is brave in itself to even want to. So it might help to, you know, if it's, if it's heavy, ask someone to help you carry it, find a friend, Um, find, find someone, even if it's someone online, if there's a community that you can find online. Um, But if you want to be secretive and all alone with it, which I completely understand as well. Start maybe watching YouTube videos that are related to the things that you struggle with and understand that you're not alone in this world. Even Because I, th- I think that it's the feeling of I'm the only person yes. that a lot of us deal with. Yes. So once you have the vocabulary for the things that you're feeling and the things that you're wanting to explore it's going to feel really good and you're going to want to keep going. And that doesn't mean that there won't be months at a time where you don't think about it. You don't want to deal with it because life is busy. There's a lot going on for all of us um, all the time. (laughs) And so it's, none of that is going to be linear. It's not going to be strict, but I think that it is possible to be passionate about knowing yourself. Um, So YouTube is a great resource to, to, and I, I do it all the time where I will Google like, you know, a specific pain that I'm having or like, why do I start crying when this happens? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and the triggers. Yeah. yeah, there will be, there will be words for it. And that, that validation in itself will make you, Okay. So I'm not the only person. There is a word for this. There is a there is things that I can focus on. There are ways to kind of address this within self. There's journal prompts. There's crystals. There's foods. There's therapists. There's options. There's resources. They're they're there for you. Um, you just you 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 can start with Google, and I, that might not be as specific as some people are looking for, but I I promise having the having the words for it and knowing that there are other people that deal with the same things will take a load off of your chest. It will inspire you. Yeah. And there's a big difference between solitude and isolation, right? And people Absolutely. really need to understand the two. Absolutely. Um, isolation breeds depression, I think. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as I said earlier, the most important things are connecting with the earth, connecting with others and connecting with yourself and connecting with the universe or God or whatever divine um, grandiose power that you identify with. So these things can be done in solitude. You can connect with yourself and connect with the earth and connect with things outside of you in solitude. But isolation is completely shutting yourself off. And now you are left to deal with things in a, in a much negative way. You're, you're kind of 
making yourself believe that when you're in a when you're in a not so positive place, you don't deserve to be connected with. And that's just not true. So um, don't don't shut yourself off to the things that you enjoy. Don't shut your don't numb yourself. If you're in solitude, like I referenced earlier, I had gone through a, a lot of a lot of stuff and then the pandemic happened and I had to sit with myself and uh, that was solitude instead of isolation because I took the time to figure out, well, what do I what do I like to do? And what do these dreams that I'm having mean? And what are the relationships that are closest to my heart? And do does prayer resonate with me? Does meditation resonate with me? Does yoga resonate with me? Am I a writer? Do I like to read? What do I like to do? Um, because the way I was raised, I I was I didn't really have the time to ask myself those questions. So that was truly understanding and therefore love and therefore healing and therefore transformational, <laughs> transformative. Yes. Um, that, 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 that's the big difference. There, there are things that you can do and like being alone can be healthy. Um, but it's still about feeling connected, being aware, like you said, self-awareness is the first step. Yeah. I mean, I love all of those words. Amari, it is truly evident that your knowledge and work speak for themselves and the transformations that you have facilitated are remarkable. I want to thank you so, so much for being here. I want, I love to talk about this for hours. I mean, this is the kind of conversations that I feel are not had enough. But when people have a moment or a pivotal moment or a transformational experience and they talk about it, it's like, why shouldn't everybody else do the same? And so hopefully these conversations inspire and motivate others too. Yes. Feel so lucky that I was recognized enough for people to give more positive reviews and give more positive reviews to where you wanted to reach out to me. Um, I feel very lucky and um, I'm happy to have had any kind of positive effect, any kind of benefit in anyone's life. Um, I feel like that's why we're all here. And I feel like yes. that's why I'm here. And um yeah, I, I, I want to inspire continued healing. I want people to know that it's it's possible and and that it's very important that we are not prioritizing changing ourselves. We're prioritizing understanding ourselves. Mm. Gosh, that's a great quote. I want that on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and thank you so much for sharing all your valuable insights and key principles that make your practice so effective. And hopefully we can have more conversations. I look forward to it. I look forward to it so much. Thank you so much. And to all the listeners, hopefully you feel inspired by this conversation to partake in your inner work journey, however that may look like. Thank you as always for tuning in. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Baby Steps Nutrition Podcast with your host, Argavanyu Forush. We hope you enjoyed our deep dive into all the tips and tricks you and your family can use to make daily life a little easier. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please leave a rating and review, share with others, and follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Baby Steps Nutrition Podcast. As always, you can head over to babystepsnutrition.com to sign up for our email list 
as well as check out all the links and resources in the show notes. See you next time. Tune in. Feel great.